Welcome to episode 587 of the Fantastic Forecast. This is the special Super Bowl's 45 halftime show. I'm Dave Elliott. And how about that Super Bowl? Green Bay, Pittsburgh, what a contest. But forget about that now, it's clobbering time. In every episode of this podcast, I'll be discussing a different issue of the Fantastic Four. In this episode, FF number 587 from March 2011. 3, part 5, The Last Stand, by Jonathan Hickman and Steve Epting. But before we begin, I have a special announcement. We have a new sponsor here at the Fantastic Forecast. That's right, Sky High Comic Book Service. Are you looking for an alternative to all those so-called discount comic book sellers? Are you tired of hunting for bargains like a cheap bag lady at a second-rate flea market? Well, we have the comic book service for you. Sky High Comic Book Service. At SHCBS, we have a fairly sufficient selection of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, and more. All at Sky High prices. At Sky High Comic Book Service, we have a full range of comics in a variety of conditions from poor to fair, all in near-mint prices. If you're looking for that collected edition you've been waiting for, don't worry about whether or not it's discounted at 30%, 40%, or 50% off. It hasn't been. All our collected editions sell for at or above cover price, just like they were intended to be. So the next time one of your friends asks you where you got that fabulous new DC Absolute Edition or Marvel Omnibus, tell them you paid full price, the sky-high price. Why? Because you're an adult. You can afford it. Don't be a cheap bastard. Visit Sky High Comic Book Service today. The preceding message was a paid advertisement from Sky High Comic Book Service and doesn't necessarily reflect an endorsement of the service by Dave Elliott, The Fantastic Forecast, or the parent company, Podcast FF Incorporated. And now, our story begins in three places. Under the Gulf of Thailand with Sue Richards, a.k.a. the Invisible Woman, the Submariner, and a host of mean, agitated Atlanteans, off in space on the planet New World with Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic, his friends Ted and Alyssa, and a very hungry Galactus, and back at the FF headquarters in the Baxter building with Ben Grimm, Johnny Storm, a.k.a. the Human Torch, and his niece and nephew, a bunch of other kids, and a gaggle of mean and agitated insect monsters from the negative zone. It's tempting to run from the monsters, but they really ought to shut the gates to that negative zone first. Ben and Johnny can't get to the gate since the bug forces are concentrating on the two members of the FF. The mutant, Leech, is jumping up and down screaming, Punch! 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 This gets on Valeria's nerves, or at least it looks like it does. Valeria is Sue's living miscarriage from another dimension, and she whacks Leech over the head, knocking him out. And Johnny's like, what the hell? And she points over at her brother, Franklin. Leech has the mutant abilities to inhibit the powers of other super beings, and with Leech knocked out, Franklin's hands start brimming with electricity, and then, bam, he lets loose with a huge blast that obliterates the huge army of bugs. Man, this kid would be great in my next cookout. With that, Franklin is able to step over and hit the button that raises a shield over the negative zone. Johnny asks Valeria, When did Franklin get his powers back? She replies, Why did you think my dad had him rooming with Leech? Ben asks the Avengers to come by. And, uh, don't get your hopes up. We never see the Avengers in this issue. Then Valeria points out that the field closing, o- closing over the negative zone probably isn't going to hold. They see the pinchers of some of the other bug warriors trying to poke through. So what they have to do is they have to fix the door. 
Ben and Johnny have to go into the negative zone and fix it from the other side. That means the door will have to be open again, and they have to be careful not to let any more of those bug monsters escape to the other side. Meanwhile, back under the Gulf of Thailand, Namer has told Sue all about the evil history of this other race of Atlanteans they're dealing with, and they have plans to use Sue as some kind of pawn. Sue asks them if what Namer said is true, and they're like, Oh no, he's just exaggerating. We're not so bad. We're harmless, like uh, snorks. And the neighbor comes back like Joe Wilson. You lie. The Atlanteans, the uh, Ulu Uhara, say they have no plans to harm Susan of the Storm. That's what they call her, Susan of the Storm. And since their king is dead, leadership of the Ulu Uhara falls to the children of the king. But since the king's children are too young to take the crown, the crown passes to their steward, the emissary. And who is that? Why, it's Sue Richards, of course. She's the new leader of the Ul Uhara. Well, shit. I haven't seen such a crazy transfer of power since King Ralph. The Ul Uhara bow before their new queen. Meanwhile, back on New World, Reed and his friends are trying to evacuate the planet before Galactus finishes eating it. Now, as you can imagine, evacuating billions of people off a planet in a matter of minutes isn't an easy task. But Ted and Alyssa have an easy solution. They have a friend, Natalie X, a powerful telepath, who has the ability to absorb the consciousness of all the billions of people living on New World, so even though their bodies will be destroyed, their minds will live on in Natalie's body. Geez, that doesn't sound too appealing, does it? It's kind of like chopping your arm off to escape a cave, but even worse, because you're losing your entire fucking body. They get on a spaceship and find Natalie X, and she doesn't look so hot. Her head is swelled up to the size of a boulder. That's the problem with human souls. A lot of calories, and they go right to your head. Reed senses that something isn't right with New World. He's seen the Big G eat his fair share of worlds before, and this is different. He isn't eating it. He's just pissed off, and he's trying to destroy it. Just for the fun of it. Meanwhile, in the negative zone, Human Torch, Ben Grimm, Franklin Richards... They're holding off the bug monsters while Valeria and some of the kids work on the controls to the door. One of the kids has binoculars, and he can see a second wave of bug monsters and Annihilus coming, 250,000 kilometers away and closing in fast. Those are some powerful-ass binoculars. So Valeria is struggling to fix the lock. It's some pretty complicated shit. And even though she's like the Wesley Crusher of the Fantastic Four, she's having a tough time. They're brainstorming on various ways to fix the door, and if you think I'm going to even try to describe the absolute horror of two pages of kids speaking techno babble, you're sorely mistaken. Cutting to the chase, their final solution involves someone staying behind to lock the door from the negative zone side of the portal. Now, if we go back, now we go back to the Gulf of Thailand to a very confused submariner and a very pleased Sue Richards. She drops the force field over the building and tells submariner to call off his people. He's just itching to go to war with the Uhara, and Sue's like, You're going to honor the treaty that we hammered out on the way here? You're going to honor your word? And Namer's like, Your authority doesn't extend here. I'm the king of the sea. And she's like, I don't think so. And then he grabs her, and, he, and she covers her arm with a spiky force field, and bitch slaps him. She's like, I'm the queen, and I bow to no king even though she just hit him in the face, Submariner is visibly aroused. 
She orders him to honor the peace agreement, and she's going home. Back on New World, Reed and his crew are rushing toward the entrance to the wormhole that will transport them to Earth. But just as they get close, a big, green, muscular, gray-bearded dude named Maestro comes crashing through the floor and grabbing Ted. You think you were going to leave me behind? He yells. Ted is like, uh, yeah? You know, Earth really isn't for you. Reed jumps in and says they don't have time to argue. If they have to bring Maestro, they will. So just as Galactus finishes destroying New World, Reed and the crew enter the wormhole. Back in the negative zone, they have 63 seconds before the wave of bug monsters arrive. Someone has to stay behind and lock the door. So Ben is like, okay, I'll do it. He orders Johnny to take the kids and get out of there. He explains that he had the best week of his life thanks to Johnny, and he can't let Johnny sacrifice himself. Johnny, understandably, isn't too happy with this. He's not going to let Ben die. After the kids leave the negative zone, and Johnny's alone with Ben, he hits Ben over the head and pushes him through the door and hits the button to close the shield. Wow, this is great. It's like the ending to Armageddon with Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis. Johnny saves his friend and plans to sacrifice himself instead. So Ben is behind a force field, but he can still see Johnny who says, When you see Reed, tell him, This is where I made my stand. So Johnny turns and locks the door, trapping himself in the negative zone. Just at that moment, the formula that Ben, G- ben Grimm drank a week earlier wears off, and he turns back into the thing. So Annihilus and the bug monsters arrive, and Johnny flames on. He's pretty much outnumbered a billion to one, and Johnny fights for his life against impossible odds. The door to the negative zone slowly starts to shut as the thing looks on at his best buddy, a lone tear drops from his right eye. Johnny is completely mobbed by bug creatures and is knocked unconscious. On the other side of the door, Ben slumps to the floor, cradling Franklin and Valeria in his large, rocky arms. And that is the end of the Fantastic Forecast, episode 587, our Super Bowl halftime special. Now, wasn't that much better than the Black Eyed Peas? Whoever the fuck they are. Coming next month, FF588. What happens now that the Human Torch is trapped in the negative zone? If you want to email me a question about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can reach me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can check out more at podcastff.blogspot.com, including my favorite panels of the issue. Check it out on iTunes. Leave a review. So long, everyone. I will talk to you later. Scores of innocence die